saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. I absolutely love that that message. It you know it applies to anything and everybody and every kid ought to hear that. Um, it also you know goes to one of Dr. King's themes that I think are most important um, that are being lost, and that's if you make yourself so clearly deserving of respect, anybody who disrespects you looks like an idiot or or a bad person, a person worthy of condemnation. Make respect for you so obvious a reaction that, 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 you know, you're on the high road. I think that's a great message and one I've tried to give to my kids as well. Uh, speaking of Dr. King's speeches, you know, everybody's going to play you one sentence of the I Have a Dream speech, and I think you probably know it already. And so we've dug down into a couple other of his great uh, speeches and, and moments. This is one we played a couple of times today already, but it's it's I think it is probably... The greatest few sentences he ever said in his life. All we say to America is be true to what you said on paper. If I lived in China or even Russia or any totalitarian country, maybe I could understand some of these illegal injunctions. Maybe I could understand the denial of certain basic First Amendment privileges because they have committed themselves to that over there. But somewhere I read of the freedom of assembly. Somewhere I read of the freedom of speech. Somewhere I read of the freedom of press. Somewhere I read that the greatness of America is the right to protest The thing that I think is so incredible about that is there is no counter-argument. These are your sacred principles. Live up to them. Yeah, that's that's great stuff, and I'm I'm pro all of that. Uh, What we just played, absolutely fantastic. But? Is there a but coming? How could there be a but? I just said there's no counter-argument. This is shocking. I'm not going to argue a counter-argument to that part. Okay. But just the whole MLK story is so interesting and all the tentacles and everything like that the uh, for the whole country and for him as a human being. And uh, every year for 20 years I've been mentioning the Taylor Branch books. And if you want to learn about MLK, those are the books to read. And it really gets into the history of the United States at the time and the, and the movement from the beginning and how he didn't want to be at the front of it. He just he just thought that would be a headache and dangerous and he... But he was the best spoken, and he kind of got uh, pushed into the front of it. And the next thing you know, it's up and running, and you got national attention, and blah, blah, blah. Greatness thrust upon him, as they say. But then you get into the whole thing of how the FBI was so out to get him. And and, and oftentimes, with the help and the sign-off of the Kennedys, to spy on him, because he's, he's, he's arousing a lot of rabble, and this is kind of a problem, and we don't know what direction this is going. This is causing some political problems. And then... 
As we learned with the Trump administration, we need a way to tap his phones. Oh, that guy's a communist. He's talking to a communist. Now we have a reason to tap his phones mm. um, and and just spying him all the, on all the time. And then last year, because there's the whole after 50 years information becomes public, some kinds of information becomes public. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the FBI information came out and we learned so much about MLK Jr.'s sex life. Just this last summer, remember we talked about that, including a uh, a letter in which he um he he offered to kill himself because he just he just thought there's there's no way out of this this is so awful how about if I kill myself and then maybe you'll leave me alone and do this he was being blackmailed and uh, he was worried about his whole and he had girlfriends in every city we shouldn't know this there was the the reason we know it is because the FBI was spying on him. right because they feel like. Yeah, well, well, we we know who we can and can't spy on. James Comey absolutely freaking believes this. Yeah, J- same as J. Edgar Hoover. We're in charge. We know when you know it's okay for us to have the power to spy on any citizen. Yes, we're crossing lines here, but it's important we do this. Right, and that's, I decide. And that's the only reason we know about his sex life the way we yeah. do is because the FBI was tapping his phones, including listening to orgies and conversations with his wife about, you know, when are you coming home, and he's got a girlfriend in the next room and all that stuff. Well, and at least one encounter that seemed awfully rapey. Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but... He wasn't involved in the rape. Somebody else was raping somebody, and he was there and heard it and didn't do anything about it. Right. Possibly. Yeah. Um. So, but, you know, and listen, it, it is a fascinating story. I, I hesitate to even get into that stuff just because it... You know, it's a distraction from the main point. It is a distraction, but I I also think it's interesting to think that, you know, everybody's flawed and you can do so much good or be so right about some things. Sure. And you're not, um, there's no reason for me or anybody to think, yeah, I can't be involved in doing good here because I have these problems. Right. That's not the way human beings are. Well, and... The civil liberties part of it, not only the obvious part that Martin Luther King Jr. was fighting for, but the overreach of the FBI and the trampling of citizens' rights by the administration and, the, uh, and J. Edgar Hoover and, and the rest of it, is absolutely a story that ought to be told. People ought to understand, yes, our government did these things that you think are unthinkable and impossible. Uh, you know, oh, it's impossible that James Comey and the FBI overreached and spied. and I can't just can't even believe it. Well, it's happened many times. So, yeah, I think that's worth knowing. Uh, we, they were spying on a guy. We or got parades all over the country today. Right. We have an entire national holiday for, and they were right. spying on that guy. Right. Uh, so, to get back to the thread of, of the speech, though, um, about holding America to its sacred principles, and I just, I absolutely love that argument because it is, it's powerful. It's as powerful as a hurricane. There's no resisting it. Um and then you've got the uh, critical race theory, modern, uh, woke social justice warrior college campus version of it, which a lot of folks, including um, civil rights leaders, think is incredibly dangerous. I read this uh, this piece about Phyllis Brown, who was an educator, researcher, historian, author, and she was talking about uh, Dr. King and and civil rights, and I found... What she said, really, really powerful, Um, you know, and and, uh, all right, I'll be honest, she agrees with me, so I liked it, but she spent three decades, she came out of very difficult circumstances, um, and uh, in in pre-civil rights movement America, and she made a great life for herself, 
then spent three decades teaching elementary and high school students. She's traveled to 39 countries, 14 of them in Africa. And she, she observed a couple of things I thought were so interesting. She discovered citizens of other countries lump us all together as one group, Americans. They're all more or less the same. In the United States, we put people into various categories and assume all the people in that group are all just alike, like people in other countries think we're all alike. She worries that our tendency to isolate people from one another along ethnic lines will keep us from Dr. King's you know, principles and, and the real principles of civil rights coming true. Um, and she, she makes the point, for instance, and, and listen, I'll, I'll depart from her thoughts and give you mine. The problem with the modern radicals is that they want to punch you in the face until you say, okay, 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 you're right, essentially. And there are a certain number of poor college kids who don't have any confidence, and they're intimidated by these authority figures, and you get these overeducated white uh, middle-class women in the suburbs who are desperate to be good people, who get duped by some of the stuff. But other than that, they're, they're punching you in the face, saying, you have to listen to me and punch you in the face until you do it. And she says, this, uh, uh, this lady that I'm quoting, um, Phyllis Brown, she says it's important we all interact and, and hear each other and know each other without fear and without attack. She gives the examples, and I think this is so smart. She says, I want a conversation about accurate African history and contributions to the world as well. Effects of slavery then and now on those captives, the effects on the captors, the traffickers, the beneficiaries, the descendants, discover discover truths of our common American heritage and the ways we're similar. I especially want us to ask if a divided house can stand. And she goes into detail on that topic, but I absolutely, it goes without saying that the effect of slavery on people, black people at the time, and their descendants, and how it lasts into today's world. That's a legitimate conversation. It goes without saying to say that to me. It's obvious. But what about all the poor white people who are kept starving poor because there was so much free labor being imported from Africa? Well, it wasn't free. You had to buy the human beings. But the incredible poverty and ignorance in the South among white people. Can we talk about that as well? Can we have the descendants of poor white people or current poor, like Appalachian white people, saying, wow, yeah, you did take a screwing. So did we. Do you think that's going to divide those two people or bring them together, that conversation? I just, I'm hoping this current fad, the critical race theory, where either you toe the line exactly politically the way we say you are, or you're a racist. I hope that goes away in a hurry, because I think it's incredibly dangerous and corrosive. I don't think it's going to. Maybe I'm wrong. I yeah. hope I'm wrong. The intelligentsia, the media, who are desperate not to be called racists, the university types, they're all in on it. But I don't think it's widespread. I really don't. I could be wrong. We'll all find out together. God, I just looked up at the TV and saw a Bloomberg ad. I've heard Bloomberg ads on oh. our station. I've started a Tom Steyer ad. Boy, the billionaires are really throwing the money around on the advertisements. Yeah, you can't shake a dead remote control without hitting one of those two guys' ads. Bloomberg was carpeting the NFL yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. During a football game. Yeah. We got a little Bloomberg doing an interview this morning on why he got into the race, among other things on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Let's talk about your campaign strategy for a moment because a lot of folks find it surprising. You're, you're going to skip the first four states. Well, I didn't have any choice. Well, I mean, you could have gotten in earlier. Oh, yeah, but I had made a decision not to run um, based on there were a number of candidates, some of whom I liked. And then I watched as a lot of the people that I liked dropped out slowly over time. And those remaining had ideas that I did not think were practical. And I looked and I didn't think any of them could beat Donald Trump. Some, in fact, would almost guarantee his reelection. He's talking about burning Elizabeth, by the way, yep. would guarantee Trump's election. And that's why Michael Bloomberg, it's out today, might spend $2 billion Woo. on him or whoever the nominee is to beat Trump. Well, we'll see how that turns out. Listen, as a guy who's been at an auction after a couple of glasses of wine, sober up, Michael, you're going to overspend. You're going to spend $3 billion. Elizabeth's going to lose 45 states. Impeachment begins tomorrow. And all you'll have left is $53 billion. (laughs) Impeachment begins tomorrow in the Senate. Each side gets 24 hours. Not like a day overall. No, 24 hours of talking time in the well of the Senate. Each side gets 24 hours. McConnell's going to do 12-hour days. So each side will get 12 hours. Twice. Wow. And then, then, then you get to the voting on whether or not you have witnesses. So... That lays that out for you. <sighs> Go ahead and watch all 12 hours or 24 hours of each side if, if that's what you're into. I'm not. Send no. me an email with a summary, a one, one-sentence one summary of what you found out. <laughs> Kill me. Yeah, no kidding. Kill me. <laughs> that might be the clip of the year. Kill especially, me. Especially if impeachment lasts for six months. Oh, boy. Hey, one more thing on MLK. I, I had, I'd forgotten I had, uh, I did this story when it first came out because I thought it was so interesting. The whole Martin Luther King Jr. thinking about killing himself. The reason he thought about killing himself was the FBI told him to kill himself. Do you remember? That's how the story played out. So the FBI became obsessed with MLK's sex life. They figured, That's a way to discredit him, right? Right. Yeah. And they figured out that he was having an affairs with his, as many as 40 women. They sent MLK audio tape of him being involved in an orgy. Oh, boy. Sent him the audio tape with a letter that said, there is but one way out for you if you don't want this exposed. Which King took as, kill yourself. Wow. And he actually just, he, nobody knows how seriously he took, but he discussed it with somebody like, should I do this? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I can say, if you realize the FBI was on to that, you got a certain rep in the country. You got your wife, obviously. You got all, right. all that stuff. Well, and it might derail your movement. Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously much bigger than you. And just incredible. Our own FBI spying on him on over his sex life. Yeah. To try to ruin his life. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, those uh, Taylor Branch books, powerful. powerful. Um, uh, J. Edgar Hoover believed that, uh, well, this stuff just came out last year. This stuff is not any of those books. This stuff just came out last year. Um, uh, J. Edgar Hoover believed King was a colossal fraud and evil abnormal beast when he heard all these tapes about his sex life. He, 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 was, uh, he was into the loving, no doubt. Which is another interesting thing, that you can, you can be so right and honest and righteous in so many areas, but the sex 
gene, whatever goes on with your sex life can be yeah. complete, especially for men, yeah. can be so different. Man, I've just seen it too many times. Oh, sure. Somebody who's just utterly buttoned up in every phase of their life, but is is a beast or a a perv or 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 one brand of stranger or another sexually speaking. Or can't just, say no to a clearly bad idea. Yeah, it just it just is. Oh, hey, listen, uh, this was a huge story over the weekend. I heard about it over and over again. Frankly, I was a little bit worried about it. It's actually an annual event in Virginia, a uh, march for uh, Second Amendment rights. It's part of a general constitutional rights celebration thing. Um, and uh, there was fear that uh, all sorts of militias and, 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 and alt-righters and nut jobs were going to descend upon Virginia with guns, and it was going to be mayhem and violence and the rest of it. Uh, thus far, um, although there are ten- thousands, if not tens of thousands of people assembled, there has not been a single arrest. Everybody's acting like a gentleman and woman and just uh, petitioning for their constitutional rights. So I hope that continues. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, yeah, it would just, speaking of, you know, important movements that could be screwed up by silly stuff, um, you get one jackass yay who does the wrong thing, and it could discredit a lot of peace-loving oh. Second Amendment advocates like ourselves. Yeah, it only takes one guy to drive his car into a crowd, and then you, right. you, you tar an entire group of people with a certain attitude. Right, yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, fewer Nazis and more Americans just looking for the rights. That's good news. Thus far. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. True either going to run it again. Wide stretch run to Mostert. Gets the edge lap. Cuts back inside. Raheem Mostert has four rushing touchdowns and the most yards rushing in a playoff game. In 49er history. Oh, by the way, touchdown, San Francisco! Feels great, baby! <laughs> ah, courtesy of KNBR Radio. Oh. Great job of the color commentator waiting for the call to finish before yes. jumping in with whatever it is he said. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, exciting a couple of games yesterday. You've got the San Francisco 49ers who are just a great turnaround story with some really cool individual stories against the Kansas City Chiefs, who are just uh, incredibly exciting and score points in bunches, and they got Pat Mahomes, a quarterback. Who's, and haven't been to the Super Bowl in 50 years. He's got he's got legs like a Mustang 5.0 and an arm like a cannon, and it's just... Yeah, you got one of the, the the winningest franchises ever against a team that's got an incredibly loyal fan base, been denied for 50 years. Um, really good stuff, really exciting. It's going to be a great Super Bowl, uh, which means hashtag Super Bowl of racist mascots. Oh, for God's that's sake. That's what I'm trying to get started. There we go again. You got the 49er. What about them? Coming to the Guys States. Guys who wanted gold? Is gold a race? the Chinese to, oh, that. for gold, and then, of course, the Chiefs thing. Actually, the Chinese made a hell of a lot of money. I just happened to go to a big uh, state park devoted to the gold rush. And um, I tell you what, if I'd been born back in the day, I'd have wished I had a sense to not be grubbing around for the gold in the mountains and generally starving and not finding enough to make a living. And instead, you know, gone into business. 
become a carpenter, become Open a, a shopkeeper, a whore. Um, <laughs> uh, just it was the people who sold to the miners that got rich. Levi freaking Strauss. Perhaps you've heard of him. Levi's Stadium, 49ers. Mm. Mm. Oh, you, you go anyway. after the the picks and shovel money, not the actual gold money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you've established the 49ers were mean to Chinese people, mm-hmm. and probably. Indian tribes in the area, too. I didn't make this up. I thought there was some push by the activists that 49ers is a problematic. Oh, yeah. oh they're problematic, Jack. Yeah. Uh, and the Chiefs, I mean, that's obvious. Cultural I don't, appropriation. I don't think it's, it's obvious. A, I, I think it's a it's tribute to. It's horrible. It's a tribute to. Racism. I've never understood that. It seems like a good thing for Indians. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, Megxit, Megxit News. Prince Harry... And Meghan will no longer be able to use their royal titles. Oh, no! Or any public funds. Oh! It was announced in a statement from the Queen they will not be able to use their royal titles or get taxpayer cash. And they have to pay back $3 million they spent to renovate their home. Hmm. They're in the royal palace. That's um, interesting. They were, they were no longer be able referred to as HRH, his or her royal highness. Yes. Which is my preferred pronoun, by the way. <laughs> Harry does remain sixth in line to the throne, though. There's nothing you can do about that. No, indeed. There's no swapping. And you got to, no, get in line. Charles um, and William and Andrew, they all get hit by a bus or run over or something. You know, I care more about this than I thought I was going to. What? Because I didn't think I would even a farthing, if you will. Um, it's a farthing. I tweeted out. <laughs> I, I tweeted out over the An weekend. aggressive scent. <laughs> Uh, no. I, no, no, that's farting, Michael. <laughs> Farthing is an old-timey English uh, monetary uh, unit. Uh, uh, most notably, the least possible amount of the monetary right. unit. Oh, I exactly. didn't know that. Yeah, I'd okay. rather have farting than a farthing. But anyway, I tweeted out a, a story from some useless website, but it was 20 pictures that showed what a miserable life Princess Diana had. Mm, yeah. I don't doubt that. Every time... She tried to do something at all normal, seeing her friends, having an affair, going anywhere. Why? Why? Wow. Wow. All right. Let's begin with undermining my point. Let's end with the sexism. Wow. A a poor young woman in an impossible uh, uh, spot with a failed marriage to a cold, jug-eared prince. Wow. Wow. And, and now she's she's the slut. You didn't say anything about his affairs. Did he have any affairs? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, he was with Camilla. Camilla, right. Right. Look, that's misogyny. Anyway. Um, yeah, she may have, I don't know who cheated first. She, Diana might have cheated with uh, William's dad um, after Charles was already getting with Camilla Bowles. Yeah. At which point, that's per- perfectly fair. I'm not here to talk about peccadillos, Jack. Okay. Uh, but... What this uh, this feature made clear was she could not do anything without packs of paparazzi swarming all over, cameras in her face all the time, with her looking utterly disgusted, her with her tiny little kids on vacation, and a line of guys with gigantic lensed cameras just trying to snap a picture, her on the front of a tabloid lifting, doing like a workout thing, because her legs were apart, so you could kind of see her crotch. Through her workout pants. Oh, and it was just, it, it was horrible. And Harry's been talking about, he says he doesn't want his wife to become a victim, literally, of the same absolutely poisonous media culture that his mother did. 
And when you get into celebrity culture and the vampire nature of a lot of uh, modern media, I just I don't have a bit of sympathy for that. None. And I think those of you who are into the whole celebrity thing, I, I, mm, think about it a little bit. And maybe maybe volunteer and help foster kids or something. Or maybe just hit yourself in the head with a hammer. Because I think that would be more productive use of your time than, than being obsessed with celebrities. But anyway, I found it, the whole thing so sick and dehumanizing. I thought, who could possibly make any other decision as a human being? Then I don't want any part of this. Yeah. I want to I raise a family. I want to have a life. I'm out. So I'm, I'm glad for them to the extent that I give a damn. I don't give a damn about the royals in any way. But I think those are two human beings who've made a really difficult choice, but it's obviously the right one. And just that whole celebrity culture thing is so sick. Yeah. Anyway, kills people. Kill me. What are they going to live on, though, if they're cut off from the money? Uh, I think they have a fair amount of money already. I don't know exactly how that works. It's complicated. But, you know, she's a working actor. He'll, he'll write a book or two. Um, I don't know exactly. They're, they're, She's got to do endorsements for Burger King. That would be so hilarious. Yeah, that offer was out there, right? They were Super trying to Bowl welcome ad. him into the, the royal family. Super Bowl had with him wearing the paper crown. would just be awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, millions of dollars. You could live on that for a long time. But I don't know. I know they do have some cash, but, um, yeah, I don't see. That's the part I don't exactly care about that much, but. Um, you know, and, and part of it is the guy was a damn helicopter pilot in Afghanistan. He He's a, a vet and a serious man and deserves every bit of respect as, as anybody else does. And to make him the object of the most idiotic and childish, you know, a celebrity media culture is just it's disgusting to me. I feel about him like I feel like our vets to a large extent. Give the guy some respect. Anyway, having said that, Amazon wants to turn your hand into a credit card because credit they're so heavy. They're, the edges are sharp. People are always cutting themselves. The machines never work except that they always work. Um, long and short, tech giant Amazon, as they say in Britain, is working to allow customers c- to connect their credit card information to their handprint so that they can scan for purchases with their palms at checkout areas in physical stores. Now, it, it'll be a no-touch scanner, so you don't... Well, you've already gotten, like, every disease known to man on the, the handle of the shopping cart. Even if you wipe it down, and I do now. I'm no germaphobe, Jack, but I don't want somebody else's hand among on mine, on my hands. But, yeah, it's, you just hold your palm out, beep, and it would ring up your purchase. Okay, you can only hit me with the convenience artic, uh, argument. Right. The, the idea that my handprint is going to fail less than the card doesn't make any well, sense. Well, how about the fact that unless there are thieves going around sawing off people's hands... Oh, that's the next ...and then, like, tucking them into their own sleeve at the store. <laughs> Barbaric! <laughs> yes, I'll just scan it with my hand, and it's a little decayed and everything. They'll hold it up there. Different race. There's somebody bleeding from their wrist in the parking lot. Um, Yeah, I mean... It it can't be stolen is one of the advantages. Oh, well, yeah, and you don't lose it. Well, you hope not to, yeah. certainly. I, I've been looking for, I didn't think it'd be hand, but retina or something. Something that's my body. So I don't have to carry anything ever. Just my ID, my credit card, everything is right here. Getting on, how about getting body. on planes? Can I just hold up my hand to the scanner? Hey, Joe, have a good flight. Thank you. Oh, man, I just thought of a really serious story I wanted to talk about. Maybe we'll talk about it tomorrow. 
I'm not in the mood right now. So you're not going to the Super Bowl? I don't think but so. But you are considering it. Yeah. Well, well. I tell you what. If some tickets appeared and I got set up with tickets, the rest of the stuff is doable. But I'm not spending some ungodly amount on tickets. Just I, I'm, so once a lifetime. There's yeah. Super Bowls every so year. So it's getting shot, but I don't want anybody to shoot me. I mean, there are, there are Super Bowls every year, but your team is not in the Super Bowl. Every oh, year. yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Jack, there <laughs> one small caveat here. Data collected from those terminals that Amazon was using would be stored on Amazon's cloud and used to study consumers' uh, Amazon.com spending habits, according to the Wall Street Journal. Yeah. So it would be just an effort to collect data to hit you with targeted ads. Fantastic. Yeah. Which, I swear, has become more significant than pornography on the Internet. Which is saying something. Well, because they can't make any money with porn anymore. Not a lot, anyway. But enough about porn, Jack. How about we finish with a uh, comment or two about MLK Day again? Sure. Uh, as it is that today. And, uh, God, impeachment starting tomorrow. Holy cow. I'm bringing popcorn into work. I hope you guys don't mind. I'm excited about it. For, for impeachment? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's going to be I'm a good excited. show. I'm excited. It's not. You think it's going to be a show? Yeah, yeah. Sean does. There will be a show every day. It might be 20 seconds long. It might be an hour long. You will have never seen Standing So Grand. (laughs) I I believe that, but man, it's going to have to be distilled down to its essence. There's certainly no flipping it on and just sitting there and watching it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, unless you're a shut-in or an inmate, that would be a terrible... And frankly, if you're a shut-in, watch The Price is Right. What if you're an incel? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Be worth watching it. Get out and try to meet a girl. Um, but uh, uh, seriously, that's what we're here for. We will distill it down to its essence. The highlights, the lowlights, the comedy, intentional and unintentional. Even though they're trying to impeach the son of a bitch. Here on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Jimmy had a t-shirt with my face in his locker, and he told everyone I sent it to him. I got this in my locker the same day. I just didn't show you guys because I was saving it for a special occasion. So I think it's pretty good. You even signed it. (laughs) That's George Kittle, the hilariously loose, fun-loving, best tight end in football of the San Francisco 49ers, explaining his t-shirt which as a a shirtless uh, jimmy garoppolo his quarterback looking all studly it's signed to george love jimmy um hilarious i saw a funny video of kittle uh there was some film crew that was their assignment was just to kind of follow him around because he was mic'd up for the day or something and constantly during halftime and post game he was he was kind of giving the slip he would do like juke moves on the camera guys and nice. go around security guy it was he he plays the game like he's a kid a yeah. giant incredibly strong kid with a penchant for violence um <laughs> if your kid is like that i, I wish you well 
So I didn't watch any sports, but I saw like one minute of one of the games in which the heaviest guy ever scored a touchdown. Yes. I thought that was great. My kids were really into that, too. The heaviest person ever scored a touchdown. A guy who weighed almost 400 pounds. It's a big moment for the Zoftig, Jack. 6'8", nearly 400. He doesn't even look that fat, either. No. He's just, he's Man Mountain. Oh, that's a big dude. Yeah, moments like those where I miss John Madden the most. He would have loved a big guy going for a touchdown. <laughs> he would have telestrated that Damn. all day. Yeah. Yeah. Breaking news, breaking news. President Trump's legal team argued that the articles of impeachment are frivolous and dangerous and should be swiftly rejected from the Senate. Mr. Trump's team filed a 110-page legal brief today that detailed the president's legal defense. I will read it to you now, all 110 pages. (laughs) What? No? No time? Oh, that's a shame. Here's something interesting I find. If you're uh, you're not digging into the legal arguments, here's one reason not to dig into the legal arguments. But I want to. Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, with his long, detailed explanation of why this is not an impeachable offense... And then in the New York Times yesterday, Lawrence Tribe, Harvard Law Professor, with his long, detailed explanation of why it's clearly an impeachable offense. Yep. Battling Harvard Law Professors, and they each have their reasons, and so, whatever. Oh, man, that's, that's why you, that's, print. That's one of the reasons Ooh. you got to have it be a political decision, I guess. It's because you can get eminent you know, lawyers coming down on completely different sides. I tell you when you're in trouble... The uh, their legal strategy has a five page table of contents. Um, another thing I want to throw out there on Martin Luther King, just because I'm really interested in this, and I have a feeling the uh, the answers will be coming in in texts and emails over the coming hours, days, or weeks. Um, what is the view? One, what is the view of MLK in a lot of the black community? And you know, I'm not black, so I don't know. But if you are, and you know, I'd like to know on the text line, 415-295-KFTC, at this current moment in time. And also, like among young people, the woke. Is MLK a hero to the woke or kind of an impediment? Hmm. That's what I'm wondering. Because I know the very popular book about racism and being black is the how to be an anti-racist. And and he did a he actually was involved in an MLK contest when he was in high school. Uh, the guy who wrote that book, and I don't have his name in front of me. It's something X. Uh, he changed his name. But he uh, he did he did a speech about MLK in high school that he is so embarrassed that he ever bought into. Wow! Uh, and so that's his view of it. Mm. Looking back, so mm. is MLK still revered by the younger woke crowd, or is he like I said? Does he get in the way? Four one five two nine five KFTC or email us mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com mailbag at armstrongandgetty dot com. Final thoughts with A and G. Yeah. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody to wrap the show up. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons in the control room. Final thought? All right. This is the busiest time of year for me because, as you know, I like to run around and enforce NFL copyright. So uh, yeah, I'll be looking for unlicensed merchandise, and I'll be checking all the large gatherings to make sure that they got the signed and written consent from the NFL to broadcast that stuff. Right. Be on the lookout for people who uh, are just going on implied verbal consent. <laughs> uh, positive, Sean. A final thought for us? Yeah, curb your enthusiasm. It's uh, season 10 return snuck up on me. I was surprised to realize that last night was it's uh, the first episode of season 10. It was a great episode. I had oh, no boy. idea. Great episode. I didn't even know it was back at all. How did I miss that? Is that on the home box office? Yes. Fabulous. Jack, a uh, final thought for us. 
Impeachment in the Senate starts tomorrow. Due to a quirk of time zones and whatnot, though, it looks like it's going to start after our show most days, which I'm very happy about. I'm so happy about 24 hours of arguing from each side to open the thing. Oh, my God. Kill me. Uh, my, yeah. my final thought is, can you imagine if the uh, the referee, the head guy in the Super Bowl, said, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs jumped offside, but it's been 50 years since they've had a Super Bowl, so we're going to overlook this one. No foul. People would go berserk. Martin Luther King Jr. was right. Equal justice under the law, living up to the principles of the Constitution, that is the only way to move racial understanding forward and, and, and move racism into the past to the extent that that's possible. The new guys are lunatics. They'll just make it worse. MLK all the way, man. Check out our podcasts, wherever podcasts are sold or given away for free. That's at armstrongandgetty.com, Jack. All oh, the links awesome. you need, all the articles, the clicks we mentioned. You can email us once again, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. You know when we will see you? Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. We will see you tomorrow. Indeedy. So many people will thank so little time. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> That's good. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say... How very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? You want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? Second down and nine. Here he is again. Mostert touchdown, his third. 